sooner or later this will create conflict because it's opportunistic instead of instead of strategic the few extra bucks in revenue we might get with this external VBAT business that's not even moving the needle there's of course an opportunity to be a change engine um, in the future and, and to drive business outcomes in, in the future as well. Welcome to the GBS Masterminds podcast season four. In this season, we'll ask GBS leaders about the future of GBS. Should it continue to be its current business model and a service center for the company? Should it spin off and become its own company? Or should it offer its services to other companies for a profit? Today's guest is Jan Nikas, Vice President of GBS at Kony. Jan, would you like to introduce yourself and briefly about your background? Hey, big thanks, uh, Sashi and team for the, for the invites and, and great topic for the, for the podcast. I'm Jan uh, calling today from Helsinki in Finland and I'm, as Sashi mentioned, heading GBS Okone Business Services in our company. Thanks, Sashi. All right. Welcome to the show. So maybe I'm going to jump in right at the bat. Um, so what's your take, Jan? Should GBS leaders act like entrepreneurs? and take the services externally or just focus on um, supporting your own company's uh, processes and functions? My short answer to this external business is, is no. So GBS should not take their services externally or, or my other version of the answer is actually no. So it might be, might be of course, tempting to, to try something like this. So maybe as a GBS leader, you feel you have reached everything with your GBS and need, need the next thing. So, or, or maybe, maybe things are not moving well enough with your internal customers. So this external customer feels like a, like a way out. But um, for me, this is really about strategic focus. So yeah, you might have this great connect with this other company uh, needing exactly what your team does really well. But, but sooner or later, this will create conflict because it's opportunistic instead of, instead of strategic. So maybe kind of reflecting this from a, on a GBS perspective, we have been working really hard to build a clear value proposition for our business stakeholders. And it really boils down to, you know, our GBS is here to make the company strategy happen. So we make the Kone strategy happen. So that's... We contribute to faster than market growth. We, we drive um, customer loyalty, for example. So the few extra bucks in revenue we might get with this external VBS business, that's not even moving the needle. Now, in my um, previous company, actually I was, um, this is already several years ago, I was actually involved in this kind of an attempt to grow with, with external GBS business. But to be, to be really honest, the, the motivation was back then actually in, so to say, rescuing a higher cost location from closure. So, so in a way, compensating loss of internal business with external business and, and to survive with the, with the site. Um, so, and, and then, I mean, great in the beginning, but then it didn't, longer term, it, it wasn't, it turned out not to be a good idea. And of course, this is about competition too. So, 
on the internal market, we have this unbeatable customer intimacy. But then when going external, the competition is, is really tough. It's solution leaders, it's, it's PPO leaders, and that's a very tough competition to beat. So, no, we should not. We should not. But good question. Got it. Loud and clear. One of the debates in the industry is if, as GBS matures and you hit a steady state, how do you continue to deliver growth, right? What is the future end state of a mature GBS organization? A million bucks question. I can foresee the end state, but, but there's, there's, of course, an opportunity to be a change engine um, in the future and, and to drive business outcomes in, in the future as well. So, yes, of course, if everything remains the same, the G, at some point, the GBS opportunity is to add, add even more value and year on year, those opportunities would, would start diminishing. But, um, but there's not, I don't think there's any market that remains the same and, and there's, there's no competitor remaining the same either. So, um, in my experience, uh, we are very consciously applying this, this GPS maturity lifecycle model. And recently, we took a maturity leap from transactional efficiency to more focus on business outcomes. And now thinking of our company context, the next huge opportunity for our GPS is, is to continue to add value in our company-wide ERP program, uh, even though maybe our, our scope wouldn't be, wouldn't be expanding so much. So we'll add, again, more value by being a change engine. And um, now in this really broad company-wide ERP transformation. So keeping on, kind of, I, I see this kind of coming back to the question of end state, this demand for change engine continues and, and the demand for, for best business outcomes continues as well. Like you talked about how you're getting involved with ERP and maybe other IT initiatives. How does that play uh, for GBS? Because you have business and then you have IT, the CIO's office. I'm just curious, the role of GBS and the seat of the, at the table to drive a tech-enabled tra transformation. So for our core business, Core business in the GBA, it's kind of we are scalable, scalable business process platform or we are scalable operations platform. And we have now looking at this ERP program and the transformation, we take, we kind of continue on this on the scalability thought. Uh, and, and now it's it's scalable, scalable deployment platform. So kind of this huge huge benefit of of scaling the deployment of the change as well. And it's of course in terms of making the kind of any kind of this ERP program successful, keeping the implementation cost down, uh, learning kind of learning by repeating. So there's this mm -hmm. repetition, repetition aspect, and building capability and becoming better, better and better over time. It's also about then building a sustainable operating model. So being part of not only the project but then actually the, the, the operating model that is being implemented and making sure it's not only, you know, it doesn't only stay in flow charts and, and, and uh, program presentations, but, but really becomes reality in a, in a sustainable way. Got it. So that brings me to my next question around talent in GBS. So when you think about your talent, whether it is finance and accounting talent or whatever processes you brought into GBS and now, let's say the tech talent for ERP, 
how do you attract and motivate this talent uh, within GBS? It's the bedrock and fundament, of course. I think and now in comparison kind of this external versus internal as well. I think in a, in a company, company internal setup, we are in a better spot uh, kind of to see the purpose of our work to the bigger picture. So, so it's not only a question of attracting talent, but keeping talent as well. And uh, of course, if you think about kind of multi-client environment, the BPO maybe, uh, of course, a BPO provides more cross-client experience, that's for sure. But then in this, in kind of in, internally, the burp, I think the purpose part is, is much easier. So we have a better grasp of what I do and, and how it helps the company's ambition. So when, when we see our CEO speaking on the quarterly results, our CEO speaks of best financial development, for example, and, and customer loyalty. So we, we know kind of, we, we know what our purpose and kind of our contribution to that is. We ask our team members on a frequent basis what's important important for them. It's learning, learning and development. And, and it's kind of exactly this. It's important for me to understand how does my daily work, how do I contribute to the, to a bigger, bigger purpose, to the bigger picture. Just curious on a follow-up on that. And what is the biggest challenge for you right now as we speak when it comes to talent? Is it recruitment? Is it retention? The working standards have also evolved from return to the office, hybrid and so forth. So there was clearly tougher times when we came out of the out of the pandemic. And uh, and, and attrition, we, you could you could see attrition increasing. We are over that. So that's kind of that's that's stabilized. That's re- that's really good. That's really good. I would say our biggest biggest challenge, and it's it's not a challenge of happening right now but we know that there the future kind of where we want to get in the future uh, there's there's a significant leap again strategic leap in our kind of in our ambition to get there also tech ai all of that is changing the requirements and, and the context context a lot so kind of linking this strategic ambition the future with our capabilities and kind of starting from this point of from a capability perspective, what what took us here is not going to take us there. So, kind of linking this strategic ambition and, and capability building step by step to to get there. I, I would say that's as a leadership team, that's that's our number one number one focus at the moment. But it's a it's a great it's a great challenge to work and a really really great challenge to work on, of course. Got it. Yeah, so last question for you. When you do labor cost arbitrage, the cost benefit is clear, right? You're moving n number of people from one center to another center and the wage difference. So it's clearly measurable, but then business outcomes are not easy to measure and deliver. So are you doing something around that now or do you have plans, especially for your ERP project? We have clearly clearly the ambition to, I mean, of course, building, so step-by-step increasing the, the GPS maturity, but then also step-by-step increasing the maturity of how we capture value and how we speak about value and how we measure measure value as well. So our GBS makes the company strategy happen. And, and now, so what does that mean? Well, contribution to most loyal customers, um, faster than market uh, growth, best place to work, best financial development, sustainability. So kind of, and there are different, different ways, of course, how to measure this. And my favorite is this customer loyalty. Uh, in in our business, it's really really important that and in any business to to kind of to communicate to the customers 
through uh, correct invoices. And, and, and we know that it's important. It's kind of visible in our NPI scores and surveys as well. On the ERP part, yeah, kind of trying to make it more, more visible. It's about speeding up kind of or helping the program to keep the timetable, keep the schedule. That's already a lot. It's about kind of a healthy mix of external support and in-house support. And, and by optimizing this, it's, of course, measurable in euros, euros and dollars. And then the last one may be most difficult to, to make, make measurable, but, but kind of making sure with our combined approach, we are change engine, but operations platform as well, making sure that whatever we have designed in the ERP program, we, have, we take it into use as well in daily operations once the program is over, kind of sustainable operating model sustainable sustainable designs and uh, and that's of course that's a huge huge benefit as well how to measure that i'll be happy to hear ideas and advice on that one i'm very passionate about business outcomes and i think that's the next big thing yeah and i was thinking about one more thing for you you know uh, you being a finnish leader which is very unique by the way because gbs is all about diversity and inclusion and it's so good to have a little bit different perspective. As a Finnish leader, GBS generally being global, is it easier or harder for you? With so many cultural differences, everything needs to be done now fast kind of stuff. Then you're probably dealing with Germany, UK, France, the big countries, probably you have talent now globally in Asia and so forth. So how do you handle this being a Finnish leader and how do you get things done? Yeah, I, get, I think it's for for a Finnish leader, but but with but with any at the end of the day, then we kind of we come from a certain culture or nationality or, or background. For for all of us, the power is in in diversity. So if I, of course, if I think about our team, our GBS team, we are thirteen hundred team members in Finland, maybe zero point five percent of the team, and so ninety nine point five percent of the team is is outside of Finland and not. Not then, not not finished. Yeah. And then, if I if I look at my leadership team, it's probably like for me home base uh, team members, maybe twenty percent or even less, fifteen percent and eighty five percent, really truly diverse and diverse in in gender, diverse in uh, in background, ways of thinking, location as well. So, I think for a Finnish leader, it's the power of diversity. But I think it applies to any <laughs> any nationality leader. Yeah, amazing story. Amazing story. Jan, thank you so much for being our guest. Wonderful insights. Thank you, Sashi. Thank you so much. Take care.